It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. You can listen to us both on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. Me, Monday through Friday, 1 to 4 p.m. on The Freaks. And Bo, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 on The Drive. So a lot's happened in Cardinals land uh, since the turn of the 2019 year. Uh, Steve Wilkes, no longer head coach. The head coaching search is is underway. We don't know if it's well underway. We just know that yesterday Adam Gase came in for the first interview and Mike McCarthy and Eric Bieniemy, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, both declined to even come in for interviews for the Arizona Cardinals. The old thanks but no thanks. I've never had a head coaching job, Eric Bieniemy, but I'm good. Yeah, I'm good on this. So now when you look at things as far as the Rooney rule, despite the NFL tweaking it, mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals lack – uh, minority coaching candidate. So they're going to have to add that to the list of candidates that they're going to interview in the next couple of weeks, which will be interesting to see who they add to that list. Um, let me ask you this, though, right out of the gates. Adam Gase interviews yesterday. Mm-hmm. This podcast is being done on Thursday. He interviewed on Wednesday. Next up for the New York Jets, Adam Gase, Alex Clancy, what are your thoughts on Adam Gase? Do you think that he would be a good fit for Arizona Cardinals head coach? The one thing that I said on the Freaks yesterday that Bo and I filled in for and co-hosted was, I want a head coach that wants to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Not just take a head coaching gig that's open and kind of having it as a, as a, a springboard platform to the next big job. I mean, I think you could do worse than him. Especially with guys that... You know, guys that have already been around the carousel of teams, I think you could do a lot worse than Adam Gase because he's an offensive guy, he's a quarterback guy, and Josh Rosen is way more of a traditional quarterback than Ryan Tannehill is, being, you know, a a wide receiver turned quarterback in college at Texas A&M. So would I like to see Adam Gase as head coach? I mean, he doesn't knock my socks off, but I I would be way more excited about that than I was about Steve Wilkes. And I feel like you disagree with me. Yeah, I just I I'm not I'm not in on the Adam Gates as a head coach. Everything that all the goodwill that he created during his tenure as Broncos offensive coordinator. Let's let's keep in mind. Let's not get lo- let's not lose sight of what we did with Mike McCoy in the Peyton Manning factor. Yeah, sure. Adam Gates was the beneficiary of Peyton Manning basically being the OC of those teams as well. And then he follows John Fox to Chicago after he was fired by Denver after not being able to get over the hump for the Mm -hmm. Broncos and Gary Kubiak was able to. But then you see Adam Gase turn a guy like Jay Cutler, who many people believe to be a very marginal quarterback with a pretty high or near elite skill set as far as throwing the football and being able to tap into Jay Cutler unlike anybody else has been able to do. Uh, that that only goes so far with me. And then what we see as far as him as a head coach and how his offense is performed and just looking at the numbers, they're not that impressive. They're, you know, in the bottom 12 to middle of the road as far as offenses are concerned as, with him as a head coach. Adam Gase is an offensive coordinator. I'd be more open-minded to that than I would be as head coach. 
all of his tenures seem to end uh, in uh, almost like a toxic relationship would would end. I think that there's something to be said about that. And as far as the results are concerned, I don't think it's worthy of taking a shot on Adam Gase as your next head coach, especially after how big of a disaster Steve Wilkes was. Yeah, and I was Clancy Bobrock here. So, I mean, the, the one thing that the Cardinals have that Miami didn't have when he was there was a good defense. The Cardinals have a good defense, which allows an offensive head coach, offensive-minded head coach, to kind of uh, – the chances that he takes can be – saved by a good defense forcing a three and out on the other side. And Miami, again... Well, talk- we didn't see that with, with the most recent Cardinals. Well, because they didn't have an offensive-minded head coach. But regardless, the and they, three and outs and, and putting your defense back on the field, it, it's not good for any defense. I, I understand. Even, even it, it, I mean, you and I both agree that the defense suffered the ill effects of a an effective offense. It yeah, was awful. I would, I would have taken Miami's offense a hundredfold over what the Cardinals had this year. Even though Miami's offense wasn't great, they at least had a, a run game. They, they got, you know, to move the ball down the field and, and kept the offense on the field. My, I'm just saying that the bailout factor of a good defense for an offensive-minded head coach outweighs not having a good defense, is all I'm saying, which is pretty obvious. Adam Gase, how many quarterbacks did, did he have? Well, he was starting Brock Os- Brock Osweiler was a big get. He won a couple big games. He put up big numbers there. He lost a game in over. He won a game in overtime through for over 400 yards. All-, all these crazy numbers. He hasn't had a lot to deal with since he's been there. He had Matt Moore and Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler that he brought back his boy mm-hmm. that stole $10 million from them. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, who had ACL and, and other injuries. And Brock mm-hmm. Osweiler. I mean, he, he hasn't had the lion's share of quarterback talent. And I'm not saying the Cardinals have it, but I'm saying that he can, he, I think he'll be a better head coach in a different situation with more talent, which it's, it's easier for any guy to be a head coach of a team with better talent. But I think the Cardinals have that. As and have the ability as, to have that. As far future. as yardage, Miami's offense, the last three years, 24th, 25th, 31st. You know, the only team behind them was the Arizona Cardinals. And I know you're mentioning the, the the quarterback position. Look at the running back position. I don't think anybody thinks Kenyon Drake is a game-changing running back. Right. Frank Gore had a good year this year. Um, you, you saw when Adam Gase was fired on Twitter, Jarvis Landry throws out the crying laughing emoji. And now a lot of people can say that it was just completely, you know, out of thin air and who knows if it had anything to do with Gase. Let's, let's, let's just kind of follow the tea leaves here. Landry, when he goes to Cleveland, gets the extension. He's he's happy about it. I don't think he he was buddies, or there's no love lost between Adam Gase and Jarvis Landry, which I think that's very telling. And, and when you look at the production and you look at how things have ended in, in key situations for Gase, I just don't think he's worth it. I just don't think he's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with Landry, and, and it's an interesting point, you never want to see that. Uh, you saw it with George Carl a few years ago in the NBA where – all these top-tier guys came out and said that he was not the snake in the grass. Snake in the grass is what right. he was called. And Jarvis Landry was probably was the most— Boogie in Sacramento? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 
Jarvis Landry was the most affected by the lack of quarterback play that they had. So you can you can blame whoever you want. Yeah. But Jarvis Landry is getting eight catches for thirty nine yeah, yards. He's still, he's still getting a hundred catches a season. He's getting a ton, he's getting for all like the six first downs. Right. I mean, with 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 the, with the quarterback class that they had over his over his time in Miami. So I guess maybe you take it as that. Maybe you take it as, as actually being Adam Gase being not the greatest head coach, not the greatest leader. We don't know. I I, I just want to I want to get through all this clutter. Like I want to I want to look at these candidates and I want to really f- identify who the Cardinals should get as their next head coach. Because look, Adam Gase, I think everything that surrounds him and all everything that was positive about the guy, for me it's worn off. Yeah. And I've seen who he truly is as a head coach, who he is as a play caller, and I'm just not that impressed with him. And I, when I look at this crop of coaches, it really is a crop of coaches that is not it's not innovative it's not there's nobody in the group that's not going to be in everybody else's group which is good but it's also bad in the fact that the Cardinals are just trying to keep up with the Joneses and the Cardinals fired Steve Wilkes and we were begging for this we were calling for this weeks ago Alex when we were talking about when we were speculating that Steve Wilkes was going to be a one-and-done coach is Michael Bidwell had to start to figure out who the next guy was and he hasn't done that no they haven't done their homework and they're just going into this like we the the movie we discussed, they're he's bird box. He's, he's bird boxing. He's Sandra it. Bullock. He's got his blindfold off. <laughs> they're bird boxing it for for once. And now here we are, and the Arizona Cardinals are another team without a plan. Or if they the plan that they do have is similar to everybody else's. And when you look at the availabilities or the openings across the league, Pro Football Talk had the Cardinals as the six out of eight teams as far as the job was concerned. So if you're going to be the same as everybody, then what's going to give you the leg up on these candidates? And you're going to end up with a guy like fourth or fifth or sixth down your list. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's. so, you know what? Let's do this. We'll take a break, sure. and, and, and I will uh, – Let's go through more of the candidates because I, I, think, yeah. I think that you're going to come away unimpressed. Well, and this and is something that – Very that little hope. I will uh, – I will forewarn everybody that the NFL may be in trouble with their head coaches before we go down the list, and then we will break it down. But Bo has something to talk yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. First. I mean, Wild Card Weekend is just – it's a couple days away. Who who loves the short and work week? You can get to throwing some money down. You can get to playing on DraftKings, the game inside the game, a little bit quicker. Wild Card Weekend, it kicks off on Saturday, goes through Sunday. Get in the game playing your favorite daily fantasy sports, over $900,000 – over 900K users won money in their first paid contest. So as soon as you get signed up at DraftKings, you're likely to win some money. $6.2 billion paid out across all sports. 20,000 plus public contests per day. So you can get into pretty any game you want at any time during the day. So if you're if you're jonesing to get in on some action, there's going to be a contest for you. Win big cash prizes in public tournaments. Don't need to finish first to win money. One day, one week games means no commitment. So if you're out maybe in one contest one day, you can get right back into another the same day, same week. Play against people of your skill level. Play in private contests or play against your friends. Play free for millions in prizes. With your first deposit, sign up with your email. You can also do it with your social media account like Facebook, DraftKings, the game inside the games. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Uh, So we're talking about the head coaching uh, vacancy for the Arizona Cardinals. Adam Gase came in. He is now gone. Probably unlikely to be seen again. I said that I, I would like Adam Gase to. I mean, I I would I'd be more excited than I was at this point last season, or you know, several weeks later when they hired Steve Wilkes. And the NFL has a head coaching problem, and I said this before the break. And and what I mean by that is there are probably five head coaches in the NFL, maybe that whose whose jobs are not in jeopardy, like two years down the road, three years down the road. People putting into question their their lineage and their ability to, you know, a- a- adhere to new norms with the NFL. Belichick, Carroll, you know, Tomlin. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. But Tomlin, it, because he's part of, because he's part of the Rooney family, it's a little different. If he was the Cincinnati Bengals coach, he would have been fired a long time ago. Well, if he was not true. But listen, he, they've Martin under... Lewis, 16 uh, years. Maybe... Bengals was a bad example, probably. <laughs> but if he was a part of majority of other franchises, yeah, uh, you have Jason Garrett. That's a Jerry Jones thing. But pretty much most of NFL head coaches, you either need to be innovative immediately or you're gone. Because there's another person that it's like, oh, you know what? We don't know. Well, that's an untapped resource. We have no idea what the future will hold with this guy because he has no experience. But it's got to be better than what we have now. And it's a what have you done for me yesterday instead of what have you done for me lately league. And it just is. that This is how, this is the day and age of I want instant satisfaction, immediate satisfaction, or we're going to find the next best option. Maybe it's not the next best option for the long term, but for right now it's what we think will give us the best opportunity to win. And Sean McVay is the poster child for this because he's been there for two years. He's had great success, eight losses in two years. I said yesterday on our show that, Four of his losses were in the month of December, and it's not something, uh, it's not something to be taken to be to be taken with a grain of salt at this point. But if there's 16 losses in four years, in the month of December, something to look at, something something to pay attention to because it starts to become a trend. Sean McVay hasn't done anything yet. I disagree. In in the grand scheme of just because they were bad before if, he if was gonna, there, if you're going to start grading on as far as that's what people do now. I know, and that's I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that's fair, especially when you look at where the Arizona Cardinals are right now. It's it's absolute. They are so far away from any like the discussion that you're having as far as wins and your record in December and January. This team just went three and thirteen. Yeah, I understand. This team needs somebody to take them out of the basement of the NFC West and make them competitive. But it's they like were fool's losing, gold. Alex, they were losing games 35-40, 45-10. Yeah, they just weren't. They weren't competing. They were going backwards, and when you look at the talent, and I, I I agree with you as far as what you know, the team is looking at these candidates and is like what they did previous to this because the fact that Cliff Kingsbury, former Texas Tech, coach, he's going to get the job. If he gets his, the job, I I it's 
it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like a, a baseball player who was horrible, hit 250 in the minor leagues, and you're expecting him to hit 300 in the big leagues. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You can't sense take steroids as a coach. You, no, you certainly can't. <laughs> and the the I mean the only thing I would say is maybe Cliff Kingsbury maybe he maybe he's just people see him as a guy his his coaching style is more conducive to the NFL. You take out recruiting and you take out you know trying to deal with the student athlete. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw up the air quotes there, but the yeah. student athlete because it's a joke to it's a kind of an oxymoron, yeah. but. Cliff Kings, maybe it's more conducive to the NFL. Who knows? But at the same token, as far as you just look at how Texas Tech played week in and week out, they had horrible defenses. So you really have to know who your defensive coordinator is. And the fact that the Arizona Cardinals really don't have a good idea who their head guy is doesn't make me think that they know who his defensive coordinator is going to be or who his offensive coordinator is going to be. And it's just, it's just a long line of they have no idea. We continue the bird box analogy. They have no idea what's down the line. So a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, the idea that he could be successful would be just it, – it would – the odds of that are very low. But I get what you're saying. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, Zach Taylor, Dan Campbell. Zach Taylor is a young quarterback's coach for the L.A. Rams. I mean – Have either of those two guys had any head coaching experience on any level? Well, I mean, Kingsbury, of course. No, no, besides oh, Kingsbury. Yeah, Dan Campbell was an interim coach for the Dolphins. Oh, that's right. For, he went 5-7, and seven, yeah, yeah. right? People loved him. He, and, they were endeared by him. People thought that, you know, he took, a, he took chicken crap and he made chicken salad. Yeah. In a bad situation in Miami, they, decide, they get him an opportunity to interview for the head coaching job. They decided to move forward. They went and got Adam Gase. Right. So, with Cliff Kingsbury, it seems like people are looking at him like the head coaching version of Patrick Mahomes where you didn't want to take the chance on Well, other teams didn't want to take the chance on him because he was an air raid offense guy. Mm-hmm. He was an air raid offense guy in college, and it, it was most conducive in college, but it didn't necessarily translate. Is it possible that Michael Bidwell will think that that's possible from the head coaching position too? <laughs> I, I mean... Everything's possible, Bo. Well, when, when we're talking about overcorrection, looking, but, yeah, that's what it we're is. We're looking at overcorrection. We're looking at a team that should have been doing their homework. The candidates should be more impressive than this, even though you talk about the NFL head coaching problem to where there isn't a lot of talent to select from, even though there's just 32 jobs overall. You can count on one hand guys who have job security You know, in the, in the near future. It's, 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 it's a short list. But you know the fact that the Cardinals didn't have a plan at the quarterback position, they didn't have a plan as far as who they're – Bruce Arians' successor is going to be. They haven't had one as far as Steve Wilkes' successor is going to be. It's a big problem. And if there's going to be success, it's not going to be because the team did their the, the their due diligence and they did their homework and that they had a, a proper plan in place. It's going to be just luck. Yeah, it's going to be luck. And they have so that this is Why? kind of this is kind of mirroring last year with the with the quarterback situation. At this point, they had zero quarterbacks right. on the roster. Right? right. They have zero coaches on the roster right now officially. <laughs> sure. Not officially. I mean, I mean, there's, there's I mean, still I mean, guys I mean, un- under contract. Steve Wilkes has been fired. So Holcomb and and right. uh, and Byron Leftwich, we don't know if they're going to bring him back as offensive coordinator. If you He's bring interim. In Cliff Kingsbury and those guys keep their job. That's just like running it back. Yeah, that's that would be ridiculous. Yeah, it's three Stooges. Uh, I mean, you need to bring in a guy, and and we've and and now needs to, here's here's what I'm getting to. You need an experienced guy. Yeah, and I think Chuck Pagano 
Uh, Vic Fangio, even though he has no head coaching experience, he's been in the league around. He's he's the defensive coordinator uh, version of Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. I th- you need a type of guy like that. Well, I mean, Chuck Pagano is is the sneaky one. I mean, it seems like that he had success with a young quarterback and not much else. Right. You know, they didn't have a great defense back then. They didn't have a great run game. Uh, they didn't have a great offensive line. I mean, it was like Seattle with, with Russell Wilson. Andrew Luck is special, and we think that Josh Rosen is still special and has the capabilities to have a, a, a career arc like him with the right coaching and right tutelage. I mean, so, Andrew Luck didn't play Chuck Pagano's last season. He said coach. He, had the, he was out with that mystery shoulder injury. That's right. And after the lacerated spleen, right? Yeah. The lacerated spleen was before that. Because he had no that. offensive line. Because yeah. Ryan Grisby was out there taking Philip Dorsett in the first round <laughs> yeah. instead of an offensive lineman. <laughs> Ryan Kelly finally hit his potential. He's been great on the offensive line. They took and hit on two offensive linemen in the draft. So to say that Chuck Pagano wouldn't be in a similar situation right. with Steve Kime. There's so much luck involved there is. with There's being a head coach with all of the right. – who would have know- thought? Yeah, that every single one of their draft picks hit and actually had impact this year, especially the two running backs, Wilkins and Hines, because Marlon Mack was out. Right. Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, we'll wrap it up on the other side. It's Locked on Cardinals. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrap it up here, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brock. You can listen to us both weekly, daily on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. 1-7 to me, 1-4 to on the Freaks. Bo, 4-7 to on the drive. This is going to be a common theme for the next several weeks until the Cardinals actually make a decision head coaching-wise. Who should they uh, lure in? Who should they stay away from? Uh, listen, Adam Gase, Bo asked me the poignant question if Adam Gase should be the guy here. I just think that I'm so scarred from the Steve Wilkes era that I would take anybody. And that's that'll wear off because Steve Wilkes has now just not the been the head coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's only been... He's only not been the head coach for four days, <laughs> yeah. right? So, I mean, this is still very much in the honeymoon phase, the the, the courting oh, phase. Oh, you're newly single. I'm newly single, baby. You're going to Target. You're seeing yoga pants But it's a new game. Oh, like, man. Oh, man. But it's a new game. You know, <laughs> it's, I'm single. It's a new game, and, and things change daily. But you've and already struck out. You've already Adam Gase looks great in yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> Th- that's what it is. Adam Gase looks great in yoga pants. No, but you've already <laughs> struck out with a couple ladies. You I have. You, McCarthy and Eric Bieniemy gave you the Heisman. They swipe left. <laughs> is that what they do? <laughs> they they swipe left. It's, oh, it's, man. It's a, it's a harsh reality sometimes when you're back on the open market. It's not The grass isn't always green. I'm going to start doing sit-ups again. But I'll, I'll tell you what. 
Steve Wilkes was not the person you wanted to spend the rest of your I, life. You feel with. bad for him. I do. No, I mean there is. I do feel a little empathy for him for sure. Which isn't always the case. And, and I think that there can be two truths to that. To where I didn't feel like Steve Wilkes was the answer in the future, but at the same time, I see this guy that work who's worked his entire life for this goal, and he's put up he, he, his one opportunity at it. He was set up to fail. Yeah. I mean, he was he, the patsy. Yeah. As I said, I just thought that it was going to be two years and not one. Yeah. But this is all just setting the stage for the Cardinals. Like they're like head coach tanking. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're coach. They're coach tanking, so they can get and listen. It worked this year. They got the number one overall pick, or they're going to get a bevy of picks in the first round. I saw something interesting. I can't remember where I saw it on Twitter, but or who put it out. But the Cardinals trading down and getting a couple of the Oakland Raiders picks, hmm. and so they trade down in the first round, drop down to three, and then get. 20 or 21 whatever one of the lowest picks is yeah and then maybe taking the 25th or 27th pick and their second round pick and moving back into the first round mm-hmm. just try and go top heavy because this is a deep draft for their needs mm-hmm. so i don't know we'll talk about that way later on but what's necessary for the cardinals is to not rush it but move quickly in this head coaching search to try to lure somebody here both head coaching and then hopefully a defensive coordinator that runs a 4-3 defense because that's what the skill set is for this defense. You think and that then, even – no, I mean, I, I, I think that they I mean, 3-4. Yes. I mean, 3-4, sorry. Okay. Sorry, so move away from the 4-3, move back to the 3-4, which would kind of bring some clarity into in, into who they'll draft in the higher in, in, with their higher pick because it would most likely would be an interior lineman defensively at that point if you go back to the 3-4. Yeah, I, I just see it's similar. You, you talk about, you know – people speculating trying to put together their own trade packages in Oakland a team that is just has an embarrassment of riches as far as first round picks are concerned I I, I think that Oakland's probably gonna use utilize most of those picks yeah. and they're not your trade partner but we looked at it yesterday when we were filling in New on York Fox and Sports Jacksonville Night. New York Jacksonville the Giants and the Jags those are two quarterback hungry teams they're similar to where the New York Jets were at this point last year they needed a quarterback. If one of those teams falls in love with Dwayne Haskins or maybe Daniel Jones from Duke yeah. or Drew Locke from right. Missouri, whoever Missouri, it may right. be, and it's a, it's not a talented quarterback class, but if they seem to think that he's the, the one of those guys is the next guy and you can be that Colts team and you can trade down, do it. Yeah, you just also have to – I mean, it's, it's interesting. This is the lowest that all of the quarterback stock will be right now. Because every day we get closer to the draft, the, the Mel Kuyper hairdo and the Todd McShay good looks, they're going to keep telling you, hey, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy, and people will listen, right. and they will give away their future for a guy that may not be the guy just because there's only a couple here. And as far as tomorrow's concerned, tomorrow's Locked On Cardinals episode, I'm going to tell you why Josh Rosen next year is make or break already for the guy. Man, I'm not going to beat that tease. We'll check you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.